0: The Will Kane Show Podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One Assistant. What's in your wallet?
1: The Ryan Rossillo Show Podcast. Okay, Tuesday with Will
2: Kane, The Rossillo Show. Um, (laughs) we do these TV things that you're noticing now if you're watching on ESPN News, but if you're listening, we do these TV rips. They're about a minute and a half, two minutes. You know, I could tease it out, but two minutes to tease out the entire show is insane. Like, that's just not the way you're going to do it. So it's usually something just sort of happens. So, I went to grab an OJ in the cafeteria from a man. Will he's not feeling great today. He's gonna to be fine. You're not even gonna notice. I shouldn't even say anything. <laughs> and there was a guy who I thought looked like Stanzik from Golik and Wingo. And I'm going on there tomorrow morning. So I, I said, "Hey, man, see you tomorrow." And as I got a little even with them in the in our lanes, it wasn't Stan. I don't even know who the guy was, <laughs> and he didn't even
0: notice. And the whole point is that's not even that interesting. Is that Will then begins to tell you a story of what I did yesterday, which yeah. is. By the way, somebody says to me, I'm walking down the hall, they're like, Hey, how are you doing? And I respond, Thank you. <laughs> because it becomes, we're so automatic in our hallway small talk now. It's like Yeah, yeah. or
2: anything. Like, Hey, enjoy your flight. You
0: too. Like, he doesn't really want to know how I'm doing. No one, so. no one really cares. So yeah. I just jumped to the thank you on accident. But the point is I missed the heart out on the TV and I, and I just, it wasn't even
2: close. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> just a, a miss. I got a five second call in my ear, and I started and my You story. started your whole, thing. <laughs> and it wasn't just I'm going to get a line here, a little zinger. Like you can do it in about 1.4 seconds, you can get a line in, and you were just like <gasps> deep breath. And I go, Oh no, he's going to tell a story, <laughs> and the graphics already changed.
0: Look, can I just get this out? All right, because I know <laughs> this is happening to me a couple times. So you guys are thinking it's a character flaw, and maybe it is, <laughs> but I do defensively quickly turn to Bubba, like you don't have my IFB turned up. And that was wrong. You did. But now we need to turn to engineering because now I've figured it out. If I have my F B turned up, I don't hear anything. I have to have it turned up all the way. It's either zero or I can hear you. That's it. So my mistake is having it midway turned up. There we go. So those listening home, that's how radio works. Uh, Okay. All right. So we're good there. Yeah. We're good there. Okay. This is what we're going to do today. We have
2: some NFL stuff that I, I want to get to, And this is kind of an NFL topic, but I don't want to lead with the Bucks. Okay, hey, the Bucks are a disappointment. Thank are they God. the biggest disappointment in the NFL? Okay, maybe we can hear from Jameis a little so bit. We're good right now. We're just going to push that off because I just didn't want to lead the show today, go on Rosillo's show, Bucks talk, okay? Now we could talk about what it means for the Cowboys, Aaron Rodgers being out. But this is bigger. This is all-encompassing. This is pro sports, okay? And this is a pro sports conversation. I'm watching the Celtics last night, and I'm watching Jason Tatum. And Tatum is somebody, remember, they had the number 3 pick when they traded back with Philadelphia. Philadelphia takes Fultz. Fultz was generally the consensus mock draft guy, teams you talked to around the league. Some people thought it was Fultz and Ball. It didn't ever really feel like Jason Tatum, out of Duke, was in the conversation to be the number 1 overall pick. And that surprised me. The more you watch him, you're like, man, he's so big, he's smooth. Is he a little passive? Fine. I know he had injury at the beginning of the year. And now it's worked out to be absolutely terrific for the Celtics. Tatum is better than you thought he would be. This is not a knock on faults. I'm not even knocking ball right now, but Tatum looks awesome. He leads the NBA right now in three-point shooting percentage. He's at almost 52% as a kid that was in high school two years ago, and we're not even halfway through the season. Will it regress? Sure, fine. So I start digging into his numbers even more because I just love his game so much. He is going to be a multiple-time All-Star in his career. That's how good he is. He can shoot. He can handle. He can drive. He can defend. And he's big, even though he's skinny. He's got this frame. I love him. I love him. I love him. Okay? That part of the rant crush thing, you understand. And because I'm pointing out that he's sixth in shot attempts on the Celtics, five other Celtics take more shots than Tatum. Marcus Smart, where there should be a rule in the fourth quarter, he's just not allowed to shoot. If Adam Silver announced it this week, I would retweet it. Okay? He is sixth in shot attempts. And I'm going, man, if Tatum were on a bad team, he would put up crazy numbers. But then it becomes this weird Celtics on Celtics crime deal where it's like, how dare you say that about Brad Stevens? And I go, look, I read your articles up there in Boston, too, that somehow Tatum has become this dude, this flower that would have never sprouted had he not played for Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is awesome, too. But if you'd watch Tatum at Duke and you see the skill set there now, he would score anywhere he'd played. It's just, sure, it's a little safer. He's asked to do a little bit less with Boston, but he would be rookie of the year. He still could be rookie of the year this year, but I think he'd put up less efficient, more dominant numbers, and then it becomes, how dare you say that about Brad Stevens, which led to Sir Rudy's question here today where you feel like Brad Stevens is in an entirely different category when we look at pro head coaches.
3: Yeah, I was wondering if he's the only coach that is more important than any of the players on his team. Like, you would take him before you took any of the players. Because I think a lot of Celtics fans would say that they would take Stevens over any player on the team. Over Kyrie. Over Kyrie.
0: Over Jason Tatum.
3: Yep. Like, he's the guy that makes it tick.
0: Would you take Brad Stevens over those two guys? I have almost
2: always, and I'm talking 99.9% of the time, I will take the player over the coach every single time. So now this becomes a Kyrie Brad Stevens thing. And I'd still take Kyrie over Brad Stevens. You would. As as great as I think Brad Stevens is, I would rather have a top 20 player to start my franchise with than, I know that sounds nuts, but I just, basketball, it is the player, it is the player, it is the player.
0: No, I don't think it sounds nuts. In fact, if I put it to you this way, is there how many, and let's just keep it to the NBA for the moment, because it's, The NBA is the hardest sport to make a coach over player argument for, right? Without question, can you find one? Then can you find an NBA coach in pro sports? Let's just do NBA and then we'll expand it. Okay. Could you find an NBA coach that you will take over any player on his roster?
4: I I don't. I don't remember playing tonight. I didn't play. (laughs)
2: Okay, Popovich might be if you're going to do the Brad Stevens and it's specific to the Celtics roster. If we just we can do kind of roster versus coach here. Cause I think that's fun too. It's a Rusillo show, straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless, best phones, best networks, no contracts with Will Kane. Would you take Brad Stevens or Kyrie to start your team? Cause I think Kyrie's the best guy to go with with the Celtics here, but should we just cut to the, the lead here and go, well, I would take pop over anybody on the Spurs. You take pop over Kawhi. No, I would take Kawhi over pop. No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. But was... I,
2: I'm trying to figure out like how to frame the question, but I am the player before coach guy. Okay. Just because I've been watching this league for years, it's, it's hard to talk me out of it. As great as
0: I think these two dudes are, as head coaches. You're not unique, though. Don't act like this is the Ryan Rosillo personality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, in the NBA, you're going to have a hard time finding any coach you're going to take over his star player. I told you in our pre-show meeting, and it happened very quickly. It was almost, you could say, instinctual for me, <laughs> that there is one coach who I would take over anybody on his roster. But the on his roster part is the key. It's not over any player in the NBA, right? So I agree. Kawhi over Pop. Oh, that's the closest call. Kyrie and maybe Jason Tatum and maybe Jalen Brown over Brad Stevens. I no. like Jalen Brown a lot.
2: Though. Okay, you can like him a lot, but like that's your... That's nuts.
0: Here's the argument I made to you. Jalen Brown's better than I thought it would be, but... He, you're he, doing a thing there where you were slow on Jason Tatum, so you're going to hold on just in case here. No, Jalen. That's what I mean. I'm sorry, yeah. you're slow on Jalen Brown.
2: No, I, I'm admitting that I was wrong about who Jalen Brown ended up becoming. Right. But... I, I the idea that like you think Jalen Brown is going to be better than Jason Tatum?
0: Just just go with me. here. Okay,
2: okay, all right, all right. Sorry, I'm
0: distracting you. Rick Carlisle in Dallas. See, here's I, I it, would take Rick Carlisle over anybody on the Dallas Mavericks right now.
2: That is more about the Mavericks roster. But as I say Fair. that, it sounds like I am not being uh, complimentary towards Carlisle. And Carlisle is someone when I look at that Mavs roster beginning of the year and be like, well, how many Maz games will I watch this season? I hope not many because they're not very good. And I've caught him a few more times recently, and they're still competitive. I think that roster's terrible. And when you talk to other front offices and you start, you know, kicking around different teams around the league, there's so many guys with other NBA teams that go, oh, Rick will get you 10, 12 more wins than you're supposed to have. Like, Rick's that good. He's that good of a coach.
0: Look, You're right, though, it's about his roster, right? The argument isn't that Rick is better than Popovich. The argument is when compared against his roster, Dirk is in the sunset of his career, and right now I think Dennis Smith Jr. was going to be great, but I have more faith that Rick Carlisle is great. So I would take Rick Carlisle over Dennis Smith Jr.
2: But that's about the—you're right. I mean, if you were saying you could start your NBA franchise, like if you said, okay, you can't have LeBron, you can't have Durant, you can't have Curry, you can't have Harden, you can't have Westbrook, you can't have Giannis, you can't have Anthony Davis— Maybe we cut it off there. You know, Chris Paul used to be in that group, but he's been terrific again. So say you take out the top 10 players. Would you start your NBA franchise with a Popovich or a Brad Stevens before you started it with one of those next group of players?
0: Not the top 10, you're saying, Simpson, but the 10 to 20 range? Yeah. I think I still take the player in the 10 to 20 range. Yeah, I think I would, too. We should do this for the NFL, too. Is there any coach you well, would take over NFL players on his roster?
2: I'm sure a lot of people would argue they would take Belichick no matter what.
1: The Ryan Rossillo show Russillo.
2: before we jump into this most disappointing storyline of the NFL season which i think is fairly obvious you want to carry over a little bit of what we did at the start of the show where we just started throwing around like current NBA roster is there a coach that you would take over anyone on his roster and then it becomes this whole thing like just Brad Stevens in general would you rather start a franchise with him or a player that say is in top 10 but would, you, want to do the Would you
0: rather take Brad Stevens or Kyrie Irving? Would you rather have Brad Stevens or Jason Tatum to build your franchise around? Would you rather have Rick Carlisle or Dennis Smith Jr.? These are the only debates to be had. Would you rather have Greg Popovich or Kawhi Leonard to build your franchise around? Is the there next a coach? Years? Well, yeah, I think, I think Carlisle is a yes. I think we're both on the same page. Popovich is a no. You take Kawhi over Popovich. Yeah. You take Kyrie over Stevens. I, I think Carlisle you. might be the only one and it's a reflection of his roster. That's what it is. Yeah. See, that's
2: the thing is it's not so much like I'm more of a coach versus a player guy, which right. I, I still think more people and maybe you're right to call me out and be like, you're not really unique over there with Silo <laughs> for going, well, I would rather have the player in the NBA, but Woj texted me. He goes, he'd rather have Spolstra than anybody else on the Heat. I hope he told me I could do that. Um, we got because, a lot of high profile yeah, response the last year. Have you noticed that? So how about this? Woj and Field Yates agreeing that they both take Spolstra over any player on the Heat, even Dion Waiters.
0: Who did we get shout-outs from yesterday, direct to us during the show? Got in on the billionaire conversation, besides right. the real billionaires they called. <laughs> That's right. Pee-wee Robichaud, and Dwayne, the Bitcoin billionaire. <laughs> yeah, and he nailed it, too. He
2: goes, it's been about three years. About three years. The, people loved, like, freaked out about the billionaires thing. Yeah, we heard from, I can't remember, some, like... Chris Long liked the billionaire segment. Go.
0: Right. I don't
2: know. Um, there's there's a lot of people, a lot of high profile people. The problem is we can't. Sir Mix a Lot was one of them. Oh, Sir Mix a Lot, right? Just, there's some people that reached out to you that we just don't want it because they're in that world. We don't want to just start throwing all their. No, you're out in good there. company out yeah. there. Those of you that are listening. Yeah, exactly. Super famous, successful people that reached out that like the billionaires calling in. You're in appreciate good company. it. So, would you go Belichick over Brady?
0: Man, well, this I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get. I don't want to trip into that eternal debate, right? But the answer to that is this: Brady's forty. So if I'm starting now, and we did this with Carlisle and said, you know, Dirk is what I, at this his stage of his career. You got it. But I'm also the guy that says yeah, Brady's, Brady's going to do this for, a lot. I know. And yeah. I said he's going to last for three or four more years. Your and takes are over. <laughs> like if you
2: had a take chart. <laughs> this these is what my takes, with... kids. Yes. <laughs> I've got take conflict. That should be an amazing. Wait a minute. First take should be selling take flow chart, seg- like T-shirts.
0: Dude, I keep up. Don't you worry.
2: No, but I, no, you, I mean, I have a list. This is an amazing idea. <laughs> you should all independently have your your own brand, your own Stephen A, your own Max Kellerman. Oh, your I busted Stephen K. A today because he you didn't have one. Man, you ta- yeah, but that's like whatever your things that you're super married to long term. Just a bubble over here that says Pittsburgh Steelers are garbage. But then if it overflows and it says a little bit about like Brady being in the system, then that bubble starts overlapping into the Steelers being garbage. And you're like, these are not separate. Like some, they should be at
0: opposite ends. Yeah. But see, like beautiful mind over here sees that shirt even when they're not wearing it. So when you tell me Jesse James is a catch, but you don't care that Des wasn't a catch, I know you're not consistent. I know those are right over those are right over each other. And so now I know you're just being a hypocrite. Yeah. Okay. Where were we? Uh, anybody besides Belichick? How about that? Sean Payton, Drew Brees. Brees. How about this one, then? I got... uh, This changed in the Although, you
2: remember when Payton was gone? We just thought they'd be fine.
0: Yeah. Payton is underrated, man. He is... As I look through that list of NFL head coaches, it doesn't take long to after Belichick to get to Payton's name.
2: Because you'd still always rather have the quarterback. I mean, the problem with the NFL is... I was thinking about this the other night when we were doing the MVP thing, because you keep suggesting maybe Antonio Brown should be MVP, but by definition That's dead of now, but yeah. Yeah, but by definition of MVP, and you're right. I didn't mean to like say, hey, look how dumb you are, he hurt his calf. <laughs> it was more of going into this past week. You were at least suggesting yeah. him as MVP. Uh if you look the definition of the it's it's impossible to think of anybody else winning besides that position of quarterback, which seems unfair. It would be as if you had and an NBA team a rebounder a screener a defender and a passer but only one designated shooter only one guy was allowed to shoot right. in basketball so you could have all these other things you really like but if your designated s- shooter was uh, i don't know Marcus Smart you're not going to be any good like you would you would look at the Warriors and go oh my gosh they they got Brady in his prime as their designated shooter like Steph's the only one allowed to shoot I know that may sound weird, but that's almost how I look at the NFL. So, uh, like you can have all these other things in place, tackle,
0: defensive ends. It does not matter if your designated shooter right, right. isn't any good. So you're making an argument for quarterback over anybody. Okay, this one I think is going to be easier for you to answer in the last two weeks, but if I'd asked you just two weeks ago, Kyle Shanahan or anybody on the 49ers roster?
2: Well, I would I would have taken Shanahan probably at that point, except for maybe Thomas, defensive lineman looks like he's going to be terrific. But now it's Garoppolo, right? Yeah. Now you have a guy. Right? I got one more. And it looks oh. really good. McVay. Sean McVay. Great example of one. I can't, am I actually going to say out loud I'll take Goff over McVay? <laughs> After what we did you've to got Goff. Some, you've got
0: some take conflict. By the way, your bubbles are overlapping here. Be careful.
2: I need an XL. <laughs> uh,
0: I think I'm going to say McVay still. So McVeigh over. Well, it doesn't have to be Goff, By the way, you could take Gurley. You could Man. take Aaron. You could take Aaron Donald.
2: I actually think I go with McVeigh. Even though more often than not, I go. Well, how's my quarterback situation? And you know what? That could be an awful take in a couple of years. Awful, <laughs> garbage. I'm already worried about it. <laughs> Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Upside.com, giving all business travelers the gift of a better travel experience this holiday season. Upside.com. Tampa loses last night. Is there a more disappointing storyline in the NFL than the Tampa Bay Bucs?
0: Um, for most of the people in sports media, and I guess the fans in Tampa Bay, the answer is obviously yes. Because everybody bought into the offseason moves. That's the thing. Hard knocks
2: theory, man. Look how serious they're taking it. Look at all the leaders. See that segment on leaders they did in episode three? It was amazing. There's family there.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't just Hard Knocks. It was Deshaun Jackson. It was O.J. Howard. It was look at all the weapons Jameis finally has. It's like this thing's going to come together because now everything's right for Jameis.
2: Do you know what their wins are this year? They're 4-10, and ten, okay? They're not any good. Their wins are the Bears, the Giants, the Jets, and Miami. Those are their four wins. And people loved them this summer. Mm-hmm. And it's a talented team. But I don't. There's individual disappointment, but collectively, like I still feel like Tennessee's kind of disappointing and they're the five seed in the AFC. So that's stupid. I can't even say that, but I was going through it this morning trying to. Is there anyone else, Saruti? Is there anything else where you go, that's more disappointing than what Tampa is? Because Tampa was hot. People love Tampa this
3: summer. I feel like we're always like a few years too early on these teams. Like the Jags were everyone's darling for like two years and then they stunk, they stunk. And then this year they have the breakout year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks like made the playoffs last next year.
0: Well, I got one. Aren't the aren't the Raiders more disappointing than the Bucks?
3: That's a pretty good one because we're talking Super
2: Bowl aspirations there. Tampa was just Jameis franchise guy, ten plus wins, maybe win the division. But I think the comparison between those two is that it felt like Oakland, the expectations were they were going to do greater things than Tampa did. But I guess look both teams have...
0: A year ago, we were talking about Derek Carr as an MVP yeah. candidate. They were thirteen and three. They did lose their quarterback, their top two quarterbacks going in the playoffs, but it all looked like it would continue this year. It all looked like it.
2: But you know, we did say on this show a lot during the summer that defense was terrible last year. Mack and Clint Nolan... those guys. Yeah, that's right. That's that eleven deep crew. But that's good.
0: I, I think you offered up another suggestion. The Giants. People pumped the Giants up. They did. I can name a few guys who did. I'm on set with them in the morning get him a t-shirt i love this take t-shirt idea i do too
2: it'd be
1: it'd be
0: mine are gonna be a bunch of freestanding bubbles no overlap
2: not nah, just in perfect order ascending yes yes <laughs>
1: the ryan Rossillo show Russillo. in life there are talkers and there are doers Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done, starting his business out of a one-room office. Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work, helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers.
4: Today's horoscope brought to you by Geico.
1: Capricorns, today is a perfect day for romance and fun-filled activities with your
3: partner. And by fun-filled activities, we mean shopping for car insurance. Luckily, you'll find that switching to Geico could save you hundreds of dollars a year. You'll keep this day of romance going at the hardware store by arguing for half an hour over the color of your backsplash. Love is indeed in the air, Capricorns.
2: Geico, 15 minutes could save
3: you 15% or more.
2: This isn't... You know what, though? This this works, too. And it's one of my all-time favorite Van Pelt stories. Um, we're trying to get Van Pelt on the show this week, but he's in Florida right now. So, we got Will Kane today. What is that? This is the original Office, the BBC version, where David Brent, which is Ricky Gervais, they have this presentation, and... God, I can't even, you know, honestly, I can't even make the joke that's like the unbelievable joke honestly? where... Seriously? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I just thought about the joke that, that David Brent makes in that. So at, during the presentation towards the end, this guy that came in from corporate to talk about custom relations, it turns into David Brent, who again, if you've never seen the BBC version of The Office and have seen only the American version, which is fine too, because it's great. It's the Michael Scott character playing acoustic guitar, playing some of his originals for everyone that works at the company, at the paper company. And it's just, it's so perfect. It's such a, the whole concept of that guy that you work with that wants to be a stand-up comedian or wants to be an actor or an actress or a singer or all of these things, and that person can be really tough to deal with in a normal (laughs) corporate office job. And the whole premise of David Brent and ultimately Michael Scott was that they were this unfulfilled, rather average person. And that's what's beautiful about that show. I love, I love that show.
0: If the American version, give me now. Did not- you
2: like the American version? Because here's the headline: they're thinking about rebooting the American version, but they'd be doing it without Steve Carell, which is basically what they were doing at the end of it anyway.
0: I liked it. I w- it wasn't appointment viewing for me, or it went on so long that it ceased becoming appointment viewing for me. I, at some point, I remember being in, but it wasn't like I was the guy like, wow, last episode of The Office tonight. Make sure I'm I'm there for that. Towards the
2: end I was kind of out on it,
0: but in its peak I can watch
2: the episodes over and over and over again.
0: Okay, but I want you to do this. On a 1 to 10 scale, I want you to place The American Office and the UK version of The Office. Well, that's what I think is unbelievable is that they pulled it off. Is that in the beginning they were
2: basically mimicking the the BBC version and then they kind of found their own way, and that's really hard and they developed a bunch of different characters. I mean, it's so hard to do to have that many interesting characters in a 30, ultimately, like, 20-minute show. So they found their way, and the BBC one's perfect. I mean, it's perfect because it's Ricky Gervais, and it's just awesome, but Michael Scott was great, too. The point of the whole thing is, though, I'll tell you the Van Pelt story first. Yeah. When I didn't know him... Who, Scott? Yeah, I mean, I knew who he was, but we weren't boys, so there was about a three-year run where we didn't know each other, and I was just working here. Okay. Right? And somebody, he was sitting in the cafeteria... <laughs> He's going to hate that I'm doing this, but I don't care. And there's, you know, some younger people and Scott was holding court with him a little bit and like Scott's going to transition really well into the elder statesman here on campus. Right. And someone said to Scott, they're like, oh, do you watch the office? He goes, oh, he goes, I just can't because the English version was just so perfect Mm. and I couldn't bring myself." and you just go, so wait a minute, dude. And I heard him say it and I did an internal eye roll. I'm like, the American one. And you didn't is, know him at the time. Yeah. And the American one was great. The American so one like, is great. That's like,
0: like B-side Scott, yeah. right? Yeah. You're, oh, so, uh, right. You know. I was into Green Day, but yeah. way before you ever heard of it. Yeah, one. yeah, right, right, right. Early yeah, stuff.
2: Right. And we've talked about it with Scott. So Scott knew I was, you know, he, he's fine with that.
0: Um, but it, it
2: kind of speaks to like something that happens in entertainment all the time. Like, we would rather not come up with anything new. So even though most office fans go, why would you do this without Michael Scott? Like, we just don't really want anything new, right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's the cynical version on the creative side. But on the business side, I can see it. It's like I can take a complete and utter risk on something new with no proven track record but my own subjective artistic eye. This is good. Or I can go with an established brand that was a bona fide mega hit. And, yeah, I might not have Steve Carell, but if I don't hit a home run, I'm at least getting a single or double out of this. Financially. Financially, from the business side. Suri, how often does this work?
3: Well, for me personally, I never, but I think for the masses. You works, think it's oh forever? Like, no I week? Hate all, like the Baywatch remake, terrible ghostbusters uh, re- remake terrible wait a minute what were your expectations on the baywatch remake <laughs> no i haven't seen it and i refuse to watch any of this stuff like i'm not what? going to do That's this what i
0: love I, I that slipped by me and you didn't let that slip by and it's 100 true first of all how highly rated did you put the first baywatch well, we didn't
3: need another one like there, there's no it's not necessary i don't know man. i don't understand how, how people are like it. man can't wait to see that
2: yeah i would never see it. like
3: the 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 all-female
2: ghostbusters cast you know and I was like, I, I don't have any interest in did this. You see and it? it's like sexist. You're like, no. Did you see it? No. It's and sexist. now there's an Oceans 8 and it's all women. And now if I don't say I'm all about it, I'm just, in 2014, I could have just said, I don't want to see that Ghostbusters. Who saw Ghostbusters? The reboot. Mike, A saw it? Did I saw it? Were you on like medical leave or something? I was. I
4: was on medical <laughs> leave. I burned my foot. <laughs> you burned your you
2: burn, foot? Did you cook your foot? What do you mean? I cooked you, my foot. No, you didn't. What I happened? To, to you. I I had I
0: had knee surgery. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. No, I was I was held up for for a few months. And how was it? Don't feel any social pressure. How it, it, was it?
4: <laughs> there was there was two or three good laughs, left, and that that's that's as story. high as I can say it.
2: Like I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, and if I don't say it's higher, then I'm just like I don't know. I saw the preview that I go out. You know how many movies I see with dudes? I'm like out. All right, Transformers. Transformers. Did that work? That I would some, say no. Well,
3: the first, the
0: first four you
3: half, maybe we're okay, but now we're on like six and like, I can't believe we're still doing this. Like, there's 19 a Fast and Furious movies.
0: Yeah, but Fast and Furious, again, that's not a reboot, right? That's just a con, we're just Yeah, but this it's thing a brand
3: out. that's proven and they're going to just keep riding it out, pound it till it's dead. Well, anyway.
2: that's why I hated the idea. Of Far- Fargo's probably my favorite movie ever. And when I'd heard about the TV show, I go, absolutely not. And then you're like, Billy Bob Thornton's involved in this. And then you see it and you go, it worked. It worked, but it does feel like from a business standpoint that, again, we are getting actually as consumers what we want. We can pretend, oh, we do something original. I think we're scared of original. I think we want to already feel like there's some connection, some other relationship. I did this rant at a film festival thing in Greenwich, and I made fun of the Sandler movies while his producer was in the audience, and I had no idea. And it was the worst (laughs) because when I said hi to him later, he kind of let me know like, yeah, good luck. With whatever you're doing, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing running shorts and I have a place in Malibu.
0: But you know, you're, it's, it's so hard. It's so impossibly hard to create something new that establishes a brand that consumers recognize much less like. Is there any kind of
2: reboot, rebranding of a thing that you like? I I think O for Forever is a little tough from our resident millennial in Saruti, but I expected that answer. I didn't do
0: Fargo. I haven't done Limitless. Limitless is the, I liked the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper in <laughs> ZT40. Take a pill and become genius. I think I've even done the calculus. Like how many years of good do I have to like, get to decline? I think
2: I think you should say in your Twitter bio that Limitless is my favorite movie, just so people can get in your head a little bit more. Did you, you know not like Bradley? Limitless? Is it Mockworthy? I thought it was okay. I like the concept. Did you see Take how quickly he wrote that book? He did. He banged out a novel pretty quickly. I don't even know if it was a novel or not. I'm just trying to think. There has to be something that we're leaving out, but for the most part, I'd imagine these companies more and more are going, wait, you're right. Office, if we can make some money on it, we know Michael Scott. Yeah. Does that mean everybody
3: else is in, by the way? Wait a minute. What did you say? To tweet the show, (laughs) winningheartflowers.com inbox. Let us know what we're missing.
2: All right. At Rosillo Show. Okay. That was like a read
0: from Saruti. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was just
3: easier to say it on air than in your ear.
0: Yeah. I'm really trying to think of something over here. A reboot that I'm in on. Star Wars. Yeah.
2: Everyone's afraid to say anything bad.
1: <laughs> the Ryan Rossillo Show. Russillo.
2: With Will Kane, the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Also, Dave McMiniman on the Cavs. Kind of just get their mindset. Check in with Dave because I saw him out Last week and he goes, Hey, you lost my number. I go, you know what? It's funny about this job. Sometimes it's not malicious. You just sometimes forget to call guys that you've had on a bunch. There was not a, new, there wasn't a, a vote no for Dave thing behind the scenes. So let's get him back on the show. Joining us now, somebody we love talking football with from the MMQB on the Shell Pencil performance line get instant gold status at Shell. Join the fuel rewards program now at fuelrewards.com slash gold. It is Andy Benoit. Andy, it feels like more and more people have hated you since you started <laughs> doing this show. Is that fair?
4: <laughs> yeah, do I blame you guys for that? Uh, is there is there, yeah, by the way, of tie? At all?
0: I mean, it's not not really when he started doing the show. What are you doing? No, I, well, the thing is,
2: is I don't remember anybody like going at you the way I feel like other people are kind of going at you. And I remember, like I was telling guys earlier today, I, go, I read the Sports Illustrated preview stuff. I'm like, man, why is it I agree with Andy on everything? This one I may have a tougher time because I feel like Russell Wilson became an acquired taste for me. And then I watch him and I go, man, in the beginning, sure, he wasn't doing as much. But you seem to think, and I'm just—I don't want to put this in in any words other than your own. But what has been the Russell Wilson comp or ranking that has people so upset with you that you said recently?
4: Well, I, in an article I wrote that Matthew—I would take Matthew Stafford over Russell Wilson, and that's—it was kind of an aside to tee up the conversation. But that's what everyone latched onto, and I was baffled at how many people thought that was utterly ridiculous. And I mean. You know, they're two very different types of players, and Matthew Stafford extends plays from the pocket. He can make every throw. He's got the best arm in the league other than Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson's a little more Sandlot. And so when you say you like Stafford over Wilson, you're talking about a preference for style of play. I mean, if we go by their statistics, they're about even this year. They're both 8-6. and six. Neither has a running game. Their defenses have been a little up and down. I mean, it's not insane to like Stafford over Wilson. And the point I've made, and I, this point was made a few years ago in the kaepernick peyton Manning debate, I asked coaches around the NFL, who would you rather play against, Kaepernick or Peyton Manning? And the majority said they'd rather play against Manning. But the, the conundrum and the complicating part is they'd also rather play with Manning. Coaches want to know where the quarterback's going to be. They like the structure of that. And I kind of fall in line with that. I see the game that way. It's just a preference. The people that like Wilson have a great taste to make. He does some unbelievable things. I think there's an inherent inconsistency with your offense, though, if your quarterback runs around as much as he does. And we saw that last week against the Rams, and we've seen it a few times this year. It's not all on him. It's hard to play with a guy if you don't know where he's going to be at all times.
2: Okay. (laughs) What's that, the, <laughs> yeah, I, go ahead. Do you have on this? Yeah, I love this. You just blew my mind, Andy.
0: What's so the number? Here. When you sit back in and you go, that's a good point. Okay, obviously people saying you're ridiculous or you're absurd or you don't know what you're talking about, that's not a good rebuttal. What's the best rebuttal somebody's come back to you with on Wilson versus Stafford?
4: The best rebuttal, it actually came from my buddy Doug Ferrar at Bleacher Report. And he knows the Seahawks very well. He studied them closely. And his point was, yes, Russell Wilson runs around and he leaves some throws on the field because he does that. But the Seahawks have also built in some wrinkles to some of their designs that take advantage of him running around. And so it's not always as random as it looks. And that can be hard to play against, too. And I think that's a great point. And we've seen that a little bit with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. He's kind of the same way as Wilson. He's just a more talented, pure passer, so he gets away with it more. But these guys that run around, the question is how do you play with them and what do you do? And the Seahawks, to their credit, they understand what Wilson is. They realize at 5'11", he's not going to be able to see everything from the pocket on traditional dropbacks. So they structure their offense in a way that allows him to extend the play when he breaks down the play. And it, it can make your offense very simplified at times, and that's where you get the inconsistency. But, again, it can also make your offense win when the defense won. If the, if a play is designed to last three seconds and the quarterback makes the last five seconds, that's going to favor the offense almost every single time. So there's certainly an argument for saying Wilson's great. I mean, he's a great player. He is such a unique quarterback, though. I mean, he shifts the entire discussion, and you almost can't compare him to other guys because of his uniqueness.
2: We're talking to Andy Benoit, MMQB. Okay, we had Bill Polian in here with Bortles, and all of this concern going, is Bortles going to get one of those deals where he's the guy that's not that impressive, but it just happens at the right time he's going to get this big deal? And you go, well, actually, the Jags could just say, hey, we'll pay you out for one more year. So what do you really expect to have happen here with this contract, and how much do you think that will be influenced on what happens in the playoffs?
4: That's a great question, I think we have to start with understanding that in the last three weeks, Blake Gordles has looked like a different player, and especially last week. And it's not just that the results have been good. The process has looked better. He's moving with subtlety and nuance in the pocket. He's reading the field with clarity. He's making wiser decisions on checkdowns. Now, the Jaguars understand that part of the reason for that is is they've done a great job designing plays that define the game for him. He he, he has very good – clear reads, their offense is extremely well structured right now. And it's kind of the Kirk Cousins debate where the Redskins have that same thinking is hey he's great, but we're helping make him great. Do we pay him for that? I don't know the answer to it. I would my guess is what poll instead, I think that's the likeliest option. Is let's say Jacksonville continues on this and they go eleven and five and they reach the divisional round and they look pretty good doing it. I think then you see Bortles get the franchise tag and they want to see if A, he can do it again next year, obviously. And B, is he mature enough to handle the success over the next upcoming year?
0: Andy, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on, I'm stuck on (laughs) Stafford and Wilson a little bit. I want to come back to it. And honestly, it's not because I disagree with you. I think, uh, Matt Stafford and I think I disagree with you, Andy. uh, Well, (laughs) I have said this to you, Saruti. I've said it to you, Ryan. I think Matt Stafford has been consistently underrated. So let's stop the comparison for a moment of Stafford to Wilson. Where do you rank Stafford overall? Where is he in your rankings?
4: Yeah, this season, you know, early in the year, I mean, I thought I had a number two or number three just based on this season. And nobody made a big deal about that then, of course. They must have thought I had Wilson number one that whole time. But um, I, I think he is easily top ten and probably top five to seven. Uh, I think, you know, the arm is the, the thing that easily gets overlooked, even though that's what we all know is his best trade. We think, oh, he's got a strong arm. Well, that's good. Well, when you've got the arm that he has, that expands your offense horizontally and vertically in in ways that can be indefensible and playing cover two, which is the safest coverage against Stafford can becomes risky. I mean, simple football things become different when you have that kind of talent. The other thing is Stafford does a lot of work at the line of scrimmage. They line up in these balanced formations. He takes the play clock down and he's a, he's a, a sheriff out there on the field. He's not quite Tom Brady, but he's in the Tom Brady class. He's asked to do a lot of those similar things. He has really grown as a quarterback in the last two and a half years.
2: Final thought here. We were going through all the coaches, and maybe you can get to 10 if you want to as possibilities. It uh, usually seems to be in that 6-7 range. Maybe there's a surprise. Is there a coach now that may be in that group that you feel like it's a problem if they come back and they're the head coach of their team next year?
4: Um, that's always tough to say. Coaches have so many variables that are out of their control. My sense is the Marvin Lewis era has run its course in Cincinnati and that's, it's probably time to hit the reset button on that. Um, that's the one that stands out to me. I think that organization's in a good place to do that and they've maxed out under Marvin Lewis.
2: Okay. Good stuff, Andy. Always appreciate the visit. Thanks, man.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
2: Andy Benoit, the MMQB.
1: The Ryan Rossillo Show.
0: Now that Human Resources VP Ashley Campbell has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's managing her workforce like a rock star. She even has her own hype song.
1: I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I-
0: Have a really diverse workforce with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Don't stop. Don't
1: stop.
4: I'm the dream. You should know that.
0: Now we're motivating and engaging the right people. Every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at chronoscom slash HR Swagger. Yeah, and just as long as we're cleaning house here, I did receive a little bit of feedback on the, hey, here's a good reboot conversation.
2: We did the Batman thing. You
0: know which one I liked? True Grit.
2: Good reboot. Cohen Brothers. Cohen Brothers do it. You got to figure in if Matt Damon is involved.
0: Oh, the then, dude is in there. Oh, Jeff Bridges. I the know, dude
2: turns into a cowboy. By the way, Jeff Bridges is kind of turned into a cowboy. Like I'm talking real like every role now for Jeff Bridges. What happened?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not sure it's a new thing. Did you ever see the last picture show? Go way back. No, but, I mean, Starman? <laughs> there was, you're right. In the middle period, <laughs> the middle
2: period wasn't cowboy. There was a non-cowboy. I mean, who he is in uh, Hell or High Water, where he's the sheriff. So good. He's so good in it, but, you know, he's got this drawl thing, and, I mean, it's... Then he's they, got
0: mumble drawl down.
2: I love that it's a Texas guy kind of making fun of West Texas. What do you mean? Y- the
0: character it? or him?
2: No, his character in the movie, it's this thing that... Like anybody that wants to knock Texas, right? So you'd have people right. from the north or going to be like, "Oh, Texas, you know, they're in their own country, they're doing their own thing." I'm like, "No, no, you'd love Texas if you get down there." But then if you're hanging out like the Dallas area, maybe the Austin area, and then they would start making fun of West Texas, then you go, "This is a whole nother level." See what I'm saying? A little Do I have to little bit. Yeah, this the to wife's you? a West Texas native, and so maybe I'm getting a little defensive. <laughs> So you're trying to tell me that people in the, the greater metropolitan areas of Texas don't kind of look at West Texas being no, differently? No, what I would correct you on yeah. is this. they
0: don't look at West Texas differently because West Texas is like, to some extent, undistilled Texas. It's like that's where cowboy culture really resides in Texas. But there's an insecurity in West Texas that looks back at those city slickers going, they never pay attention to us. Texas Monthly is only for Austin, Houston and Dallas. <laughs> true
2: i mean it's kind of like mass mass has a lot of that people make fun of the 413 all the time some people just think massachusetts ends in the greater outside of boston area like once you get to that first toll on the pike although i guess they're not there anymore all right coming up uh we'll do all of that let's get a little production here it's one of our favorite things to do we haven't done it in a while we used to put spreads on it but they're going to be all Pickums today okay who is worse of these two guys and a little story about cologne ready
1: Here's a guy that helps you with your form at the gym. Here's a guy that can't believe you didn't get in early on Bitcoin. Here's a guy who's from New Jersey but roots for Italy in the Olympics. This guy's funny. It's time for. Here's a guy on the Rossillo show. I love this bit. I love this bit. Okay. First one.
2: Cologne guy. Uh-huh. Versus name dropper. Pick 'em. Who's worse? I can't yeah. remember. It's a pick'em? It's a pick'em. We made him a pick'em. We're all pick'ems today.
0: And Felder. I can't remember. I love the bit, but I can't remember. Who am I supposed to pick? Who's worse? Yeah. Man, this isn't even close, and I can't believe you made it a pick'em. Name dropper guy is among the worst. He should be, he should be uh, what is it, getting points? I can't even remember. He should win every worst guy. There's not you, many worse.
2: Have you ever been a name dropper? No. You feel like I you feel are?
0: pretty good that I'm not a name dropper. Only if it's Pertinent, absolutely pertinent to the conversation, can you say I talked to so and so?
2: I've never thought I was one, but I've had a few friends call me out on it. But then I go, Well, if I'm friends with some of these people that I'm name dropping and telling you a story from something happened, like isn't that just an interesting story?
0: So I just backed myself into that bear trap. So I said name dropper guy's the worst, and you said some of your boys have called you name dropper guy, so I just called you the worst.
2: I don't believe that I am. I just think that my friends I think that's the rule. If you were home, and they go, Well, tell me about the first take thing, and you started talking about like Michael Irvin stopped by or whatever, and then you know, Aaron Rodgers called in, you would be I would think you'd be legitimately just telling a story about something from work and then it wouldn't be that bad. Let's get to Cologne guy here, because I agree. I think name dropper guy's worse, even though I've Will you think I'm a name dropper, Surdy? Go ahead.
3: Uh
0: wow. occasionally
3: yeah, I don't think
0: it's egregious, but there are times that I'm like, That yeah, probably wasn't necessary. Okay, I want to amend my—he's not the worst. It's, it's No, that's worse. okay.
2: Stay with it. But your hesitation—that surprised me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to work on it. Okay. Cologne guy is a different tier because then I thought, wait a minute. So you don't like cologne? I wear cologne. Sometimes I even wear perfume. Just depends on how the pheromones play out. Get out. Yeah, there's perfume. Some, there's some. I wouldn't call it bi curious scents out there. I would just call them sort of unisex.
0: You're you're throwing down some unisex scents. Yeah, not I told you earlier. You're not a cologne guy. You're not. I'm not? You may wear cologne, yes. but that doesn't make you a cologne guy.
2: Cologne there, guy is the guy that here. walks yeah. in,
0: yeah, and you smell him before he comes, and you definitely smell him after he's gone.
2: Yeah, and I, I feel so happy about that one now, Saruti.
3: Uh Tweet from famous friend Tw- Taylor Twelman. Yes. It says, Ryan is totally a name dropper. Oh,
2: Twelman. <laughs> how many... How many 13-year-old emojis did he use on that one?
3: <laughs> Actually, he did. He used three. Yeah, he used three.
2: All right, cool. He Uh The cologne thing is funny because there's some ex-athletes that you go, my God, man. Like, you're in the hallway. and it's. Yeah, I, I'm in Stephen A's neck of the woods. Our our offices are next to each other. There's every now and then there'll be a Stephen A waft. You know right? he's in Bristol? Yeah, you're like, oh, well, Stephen A's gone location today. Okay, next one here. Your friend that hits on everyone, and he may be married and he doesn't necessarily even want to cheat, but he just thinks if it's bottle service or you guys are at the bar watching a game, female bartender, he feels like she is there only for him, or your boy that's down for every cause, like every single cause. Worst, worst. Tweeting out, why isn't there more love for young M.A., like that guy. That guy. Down for every cause? Yes. How come Girls wasn't nominated for an Emmy? Outrageous. (laughs) Sad.
0: He's actually worse than name dropper guy. <laughs> you know what's worse than name dropper guy? We used to call the guy topper name dropper. See, I think what you're the doing now. Your story you're too.
2: trying to understand how bad name dropper. <laughs> I wasn't aware of it. I thought that they were just good stories. And now I I feel bad. I got to fix, I got to fix my stuff.
1: The Ryan Rossillo show.
2: You're normally teasing into the next deal or whatever, but make sure you check out Bamani Jones last radio show. Um, and I, I believe, oh man! I hope everybody's like that's out. Everybody knows we just talked to him, and he's like, "Hey, he's switching to the podcast thing." So he's, um, I just freaked. I had like a moment mid freak out. I think he
0: you talked about it. Yeah, I mean, all right, out right there. cool, yeah, yeah. cool. All right, so yeah.
2: just hey, man, check out the show. If you're a fan. Uh, that's coming up, but then you're gonna get the podcast anyway. So it's it's not a it's not a huge deal, um, there. But he was coming by. He's up here saying goodbye to. Uh, or actually, more saying hi to people. Just coming by. I mean, like, hey, it's the last show at least for the right time, from four to seven. So check that out. It's coming up in like I said, just over ten minutes now. Will Kane, the Rosillo Show, it's ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Let's start with previously and then we'll do the guy deal, okay? Okay. Because we started by doing who's worse, all these different things. Usually we do it we used to do it with a spread. Today we just made him pick 'em's because it felt like no one really ever understood we were doing the spread deal. Maybe we'll bring that back. That could have been a flaw. But generally this works, and then it turned into whether or not it was a name dropper.
1: (laughs) Previously On the Ryan Rossello Show.
2: Will you think I'm a name dropper, Surdy? Go ahead.
3: Uh, Wow. Occasionally. Yeah. I don't think it's egregious, but there are times when I'm like, yeah, probably wasn't necessary. Okay, I
2: want to amend mine. He's not the worst. No, that's okay. (laughs) Stay with it. But your hesitation, that surprised me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to work on it. Okay? Cologne guy is a different tier because then I thought, wait a minute, so you don't like cologne? I wear cologne. Sometimes I even wear perfume. Just depends on how the pheromones play out. Get out. Yeah, there's perfume? some perfume. There's some. I wouldn't call it bi curious scents out there. I would just call them sort of unisex.
0: You're you're throwing down some unisex scents.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I afraid. told
0: you earlier. You're not a cologne guy. You're not. I'm not. You may wear cologne. Yes, but that doesn't make you a cologne guy. Cologne there, guy is the guy that here. walks yeah, in. Yeah, and you smell him before he comes, and you definitely smell him after he's gone. Yeah, and
2: I
3: I feel so happy about that one. Now, Sarudi. Uh, tweet from famous friend Tw- Taylor Twelman. Yes. It says Ryan is totally a name dropper. Oh,
2: Twelman. <laughs> well, how many how many 13-year-old emojis did he use on that
3: one? <laughs> Actually, did he use 3. <laughs> yeah, he used 3.
2: All right, cool. He went <laughs> Twelman sent me a text immediately afterwards. What did he say? He said I was just messing with you. I don't know now. I don't know. Every now and then, you know what I mean? Do you ever do that game where you go to your friends and go, hey, here we go. Five, six of us hanging around, a couple beers in. What do we all say about the other guy when he's not here?
0: No, I haven't played that game. I want to. I can't wait. I think there's a guy's weekend scheduled in February. I I want to do that game.
2: It could change the relationships forever. So I just we just did it on the air. Forever. I'm going to be more cognizant. Because we did revisit this off the air. Because then you're going, and what did we come up with, Saruti? Oh, you remember all right, um, maybe let's keep that we'll
0: sus- we'll just little suspense on that. One. What did they say about you, all your buddies when they said this is what we say about Ryan when he's not around?
2: The first time we ever did it, it was uh I <laughs> definitely shouldn't admit this um
0: <laughs> I'm in already, I don't know the laugh I'm no,
2: here. they were like it was, there was a girl at the time, and they said, "You can be having the best time, and we're all doing great." And we're all, everything's good. And then this one girl, you immediately become miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just, you go from having a great time to now, it's not that you do anything. You just, it's so obvious your mood, like something in your brain. Because my brain just never turns off. And they go, we can tell. We'll look at you and go, he's he's gone. He's done. He's now, he will obsess and think and rethink this thing and uh that was in my early 20s so i had that dropped on me and it was so accurate it hurt
0: that's not a huge insult so you say these things can like hurt relationships and redefine well, things. We had, it's scaring me on what yeah, could it be said
2: yeah we had another buddy that he we just he was like okay do me do me now And we're like, you work out a ton. You order protein every week. You always make a stop at GNC for some, some new beta booster and you're not that big. You're not, (laughs) you're not that big. You're not that strong. You walk around and lifting stuff all the time. Your shirt's never on. Like you're not even in great shape. And it, it destroyed him. He started like working out even more.
0: So in a way, it was like (laughs) self-improvement.
2: Yeah, right. He should have been happy that we did that. Okay, can we get a little music? That's a yes or no question, Mm Bamani. See? I called him. Um, All right, little music. We've got one more here. Uh, It's this guy. Did you want to do... See, we didn't even do Bluetooth. We had some guy asking about Bluetooth guy compared to somebody else. Bluetooth guy compared to hair gel guy. I don't even see Bluetooth guy anymore. No Bluetooth guy's around. When's the last time you saw a Bluetooth guy? Well, I in in the last couple of weeks. Just think, there's yeah. a guy listening right now in his car that's looking in his rearview mirror because he has the Bluetooth adapter <laughs> on his ear, and he's going, "Wait, this thing isn't isn't cool." Bluetooth guy late in the game used to always have like good NBA seat guy.
0: Wait a minute, I'm going to do this because I like him. Last week our little all talent meeting where everybody was in town, was you know meeting. who was walking around Bluetoothed up. Had his headphones in. He had the the airless AirPod. Wait wait a minute. The
2: old school blue Bluetooth thing? No, not that. But he
0: had the the AirPods, the wireless That's a little
2: different, but okay. Woody. Damien Woody. He can do whatever he wants. (laughs) I'm not going to worry about him. Okay, so last one. saw you, Woody. (laughs) Last one here. The guy that says he owns a piece of the restaurant you're hanging out in or the bar that you're hanging out in and he literally doesn't own any piece whatsoever or... The fake company CEO on Instagram that follows like 5,000 girls. Who's worse?
0: The restaurant guy. The I have a piece of this Do you, restaurant. you ever guy. met a few of those guys? I got to know. I know one or two of those guys. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to come to the my fake restaurant. CEO guy on Twitter. He's a dime a dozen. Yeah. That's the problem. I can't hate on him because there's a bunch of those guys.
2: Yeah. I get it. I know and what you're And they're your transparent. I don't know who yeah. they think they're fooling. Mogul, media, <laughs> records, print, television, radio. Exactly. Like, Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> right you work at Best Buy? How do you find the time? So you think the bar owner is is a little more dangerous.
0: Yes. Yes. That's the guy like, you know, if you have that guy and you have the truth uh, circle like you talked about, you might want to tell him, hey, man, we look, we know.
2: Yeah. You shouldn't tell people that you invested. Right. Because you. you, It's not your place. Yeah. You handed out flyers. (laughs) Now there's anything wrong with that. You just, you know, there's a different level of. Are you, is your name on any of the paper or Are you handing out specials
0: You got another one That's it No
2: that's it We only get we Worst only... guy of all Is story topper guy Story topper guy
0: Always You got a good story Oh yeah I got one for you What if you have A really good story Did you, I just You save it You save self... it And come back to it later You don't do it You don't bookend it To his story I think I self-reported topping <laughs>
1: You're listening to The Ryan Rossillo Show Podcast. You can check out the show live weekdays at 1 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN News. The Ryan Rossillo Show Podcast.